Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, for he is the God of all creation. He is my everything. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies whom you have defiled. This morning, I want to talk to you from the subject, when it's bigger than me. When it's bigger than me. I know it's hot, and so I'm not going to be long. Let us pray. God, we thank you this morning for this your day. God, where you have given to us the time to come and praise your holy name. We ask, oh God, that you will bless this message and bless the hearers of this message, that we may not only be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray, and I say amen. I know you have heard this story many, many times before. It's very familiar. It tells a story about a sh small shepherd boy facing a battle against a nine foot, nine inch uh, tall bully. And uh, he was clothed in great armor. He had a very heavy armor. And he was boisterous and he was mean. Y'all know how bullies can be mean. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was hollering at the Israelite armies, and he was telling them uh, that he wanted not just uh, the challenge that he had been saying before, but now he wants a two-man challenge. Because, you see, he's been out there for 40 days telling and taunting these Israelites that I'm going to whoop your uh-uh-uh. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he was out there in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He laid out his terms. He, yet, because he was bigger than everyone else out there, they were all afraid of him. Yeah, and uh, the boy, David, of course. Y'all know David. Y'all have heard this, this story. Uh, David said that, uh, the Bible says that David was handsome and Ruddy, they said. The ruddy means that he has rosy cheeks. And he was grounded in faith. He was courageous, Sultan. He was. He had the spirit of a conqueror. But he was no giant. Somebody needs to know that he wasn't a giant. That he wasn't even close to being a giant. He had no real armor to speak of. Just a bag of five rocks and a sling to fight with. And even after the nasty taunts of the giant, David, in essence, said to his people in verse 46, Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are? I know y'all heard that song. Talking against my God. Who do you think you are talking against my God this way? But let me tell y'all something right here, right now. When things and persons and issues are bigger than we are, Psalm 61 says that we can turn to the rock that is higher than I. 
we can go to the rock in that weary land and even we can find shelter in the time of storm. I don't know about y'all, but let me get my hands up because I'm ready for the shelter in the time of storm. I'm ready for the rock in the weary land. I'm ready for God to bless me when things are a little bit bigger than I can handle. Because God is bigger than all of our problems, that's the major reason why we have a mission here in RCM2. And it says to grow ordinary people through their problems and into God's promises. I added the S on the end because God's got many promises. And our problems are our circumstances that are bigger than us. As a result, God promises us protection. God promises us provision. God promises us power when we are under attack by the big bullies of the life. Now, now you know I have skipped all around this Bible story because you already know the story. And I did it to gather some of the essence that is attached to our title this morning. Because the story is lengthy, I want you to go back. Y'all got homework now. Go back, get deeper at home. Read the story and find out what God was promising to do and what God did uh, biblically for David against Goliath. It should help you pull out some insights if you go back in yourself and, and begin to read these words about how things can be bigger than you are. Now we know all the stories of the Bible. We know them and, they, and this one probably stands out and teaches us quite a bit. But this morning I didn't come to tell you this story again. I just came to tell you that even though it might be familiar, there are some unfamiliar tips that God wants you to know when you're fighting your battles. When things are bigger than you are, you need to go to the unfamiliar sometimes to understand what it is to do. You know what I'm talking about. When you're being attacked on the right and on the left. Uh, when it seems like there is no way out. Let me raise my hand again. When it seems like you're being pressed down, uh, you are hurt and you are disgusted and so disappointed. When so, so what do you do when the issues of life seem like giants and they are so much bigger than you? Some of you may get these central points of the message during the hearing of the sermon. But, and I hope you do. I hope you do. Some of you won't get it until you're on your way home. But I, I hope you get it on the way home. And some of you might get it when you go to sight and sound and see David on the stage and you uh, clap your hands and you'll think about all of what you read in the Bible. I hope you get it there too. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I want you to get the fact that sometimes we will face giants in our lives and they will come in circumstances bigger than I. I want you to get the fact that sometimes we will face circumstances that seem impossible to get around. 
And I want you to get the fact that sometimes we will face trouble even when we have prayed for it to go away. Oh, I know I'm on somebody's street this morning. You prayed and you prayed and you prayed and it seems like your issues are still there. But my goal for you today is to, that you know that what to do when it's bigger than you. You see, this story tells us some fascinating things about trusting God when things don't look all that good. David, as a young boy, was faced with a challenge that no grown man would take up. Now, that's a sermon in and of itself. And he took his small self and added it to his big faith and his big courage. And he went out to fight big Goliath. Uh, not only that, but David took his big faith and his big courage and added it to God's overwhelming strength. And he, then he added that to God's overwhelming power. And, and he watched for God's overwhelming provision when it looked like things wouldn't work out. Y'all know how it is when it looks like one thing. But it's another because God is in it. When it looks like it ain't going to work and God has to help you out, it'll work because God is in it. In essence, he told everyone by the ways that he acted out his faith that this thing is too big for me. But he wanted everybody to know, and I'm telling you here today too, it's not too big for God. Might be too big for you, but it ain't too big for God. So let me tell you right here, life's problems can be too big for you, but they are never, never, ever too big for God. We must understand that our courage and strength is not found in us. Yes, our circumstances can be very terrifying, but our strength is not found in our self-confidence. Oh, yes, 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 terrifying consequences are very real, Pastor I. But it's not in the consequences that we trust. In other words, as I've told you, we trust in the source. We trust in God's presence. We trust in God's power. We trust in his provision. And we must continue to trust no matter what the situation looks like. Even in tough situations, he will give us the courage to make it through. There have been times in my life where I felt like I was not going to make it. I can see myself in college studying engineering how they would turn the test sideways, so to speak, so that I couldn't pass. The instructor would come up with things that weren't on the test originally and put them on the test. And there were times that I had studied all night long 
thought I had every formula that they would require on the test. And uh, that I could get at least half credit, Reverend Burrell. And they would put all of those equations on the test. So therefore, I knew nothing else to do because the, the equations were already there. So what did I gain? Nothing. And I can see struggling and saying, Lord, this thing is bigger than I. I can see things in my life where I was working and, and the people were not being what they should be in the workplace. And I began to talk to God right there. They didn't know it, but I was talking to him with, with the bad bosses and with the people who didn't care to see a black man stand in front of them. And I would say, but Lord, this is bigger than I. I would go on and on and on and on, but, but, but you know, that's how things are in life. And that's why we need to know what to do when things are bigger than we are. So let me go back to the text just a moment. God told me to address some specifics and look at all the things in our lives. He told me to, that God is bigger than all of it. I hope you heard me. Because whatever it is you're going through, God is bigger than all of it. Look at your afflictions. God is bigger than that. Look at your finances. God is bigger than that. Look at your negative circumstances. God is bigger than that. As you, the song said, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than any other. I want you to know that when you add God to the mix, it's all right. It's okay. You don't have to let your troubles get in your way. And, and, and so, so, so God puts the things together. And, and, and so now let me summarize just a little bit more. Why did things seem so big? Because Goliath was big. That's one of the reasons. He was the Philistine's champion. And can you imagine you thinking that you're going to go out against a giant that's nine feet, nine inches tall. And he's the best that they got. And to make matters worse, all of the soldiers, his soldiers and the Israelite soldiers, were all afraid of him. Everybody's afraid. Except young David. Why? Because he had God on his side. He didn't have to worry because he knew where the power was. He knew where the strength was. He knew exactly what had to be done. And so let me tell you people, God plus nobody gives you the advantage. You hear me? God plus nobody gives you the advantage. In other words, all you need is God on your side. I guess that David was probably about the height of my mother-in-law. Now, before y'all get all upset and calling me disrespectful, my mother-in-law has been knowing me for 39 years. And she, <laughs> she and I have teased each other 
about being short over those 39 years. In fact, when I first met Pastor I, right before that, uh, before I met her, she had already told her, he's short. <laughs> but I had God with me. <laughs> so there's no disrespect intended. We, we tease each other over and over again. And so just so you know, I have cousins that are all over six feet. And my brother was six feet one. I'm five, six. Go figure. <laughs> and not only was David short in stature by comparison, I would guess that he appeared, Sister Kemper, very small to this very big giant. But nevertheless, David stood boldly before the giant. He stood boldly. Why did he do that? Because he had previous experiences with God. When you have experienced God in a major way, when he's healed you, uh, when he's protected you, when he has changed you uh, and your life for the better, and when he's brought you out of the muck and the mire in your situation, then you can't help but remember how he experienced him, how you experienced him in the past. You see, David knew that, that God had delivered him before. And he had delivered him out of the clutches of a lion and a bear and other bad circumstances. And he knew that if God did it before, he'll do it again. Oh, yes, he will. He'll bless you when you're not looking for it. He will touch you when you don't think you can get a touch. He will lift you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground, even when it's bigger than you. Let me tap that right here. God has done it for you before. And so in God's name, what's going to keep you from letting him do it for you again? Nothing from keep you from trusting that he will bless you over and over again. He said in Deuteronomy 31, 6 through that he never leave us or forsake us. He said in Psalms 84 and 11, no good thing will I withhold from you. And he said in Psalm 91, here's good old Psalm 91, that when you are under his wings, dwelling with him, that he will save you from snares and traps and pestilences and plagues and fear by night. And we all know that at nighttime, that's when it seems to be the worst. That's when we experience the, the, the problems of the day in the biggest ways. It is when the circumstances of life seem to be the biggest. Your blood pressure goes up. Your sugar level ain't on regulation time. We got hives sometimes. Sometimes the anxiety is so great that we get all short of breath. I don't know about you, but I, I'll speak to myself. Uh, uh, but God said in his word, he will protect us. 
from deadly diseases and, and pestilences and all of these things, circumstances. And as well as a result, he will give us a refuge. That's why this place was created. So you can grow through your problems. Grow in the knowledge and grow in the grace of God. And receive God's promises. If you make the Lord your refuge, as it says in the NLT of Psalm 91, and make the Lord your shelter, no evil can conquer you. And he will protect you. And, and that will be not just here, but wherever you go. Even he'll order his angels to watch over you. He, his, his promise is that he will rescue you. That he will reward us with long life. Hallelujah. And he will give us salvation. I don't know about you, but I'm loving it. Because I love God. And every time your issues seem too big for you, I admonish you to go through and pray for the promises in Psalm 91. And then read that story of David and Goliath again. Because he provides, I'm getting ready to take my seat. And because God promises and had provided and promised and David had reaped the benefits of the provisions and the promises. He comes out to battle, not with consternation or fear or trembling in his voice, but instead he lifts the giant and he tells the giant all and all around him that he is serving God. In other words, when the enemy is on your track, let him know who you serve. When he tries to tangle you up, Reverend Veronica, let him know that God is your everything. And he, when he tries to dismiss you, Rico, you, you, you tell him, uh, you can't undercut me because uh, I got a God that I serve. You can't trample me. You can't step on me. You can't push me down because hey, what a mighty God I serve. And by his power, by his power, you will win the fight. Though the giant is bigger than David and he's in this battle, because God was in it, he knew he was going to win it. People of God, when God is in it, you're going to win it. Now, he ain't in it. You might as well know that you got a problem. But if you're looking at God to bring you through, if he's in it, you're going to win it. May not come when you want it, but he's going to be right on time. He's going to fix it in his time. So you will win. And what should you do when you appear small before such a large giant in your life? The answer is you've got to employ and deploy 
government words. You got to employ, bring to your spirit, and deploy, lay it out by the spirit. Use the spirit so that the power of God by any means necessary can come forth and, and do what it needs to do by any means necessary. That may mean you got to fight without physical armor. That may mean you got to fight without the right height. Might be a little short. That means you might have to face your circumstances uh, uh, and fight in fear. You walk out there scared. But if you have the power of the almighty God, you will win regardless because the Bible says we are more than conquerors. So ask yourself, how would you have reacted if you were in that situation? The Israelites were already helpless and they were intimidated by the size of this booming giant as we often are. But people of God, here is the answer for how we are to react. Don't make it a question of if God will deliver you. When you're in the heat of the battle, don't make it a question of if God will deliver you. I heard preacher all in this part of my sermon yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, he, and I said I might go and change it. And, uh, and Reverend Denise said, no, 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 don't change that part of your sermon. Because, see, if God, if we say if God will deliver us, then we're already putting doubt in the situation. But it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. When he delivers you. When he brings you over it. When he gives you something that you didn't have before. When you can come up from under it. When you can get around it. When, when, when. That's what it is. And so we will probably have a little more for you next week. But before I go, I want you to say a prayer. As if you're talking to God. And I want you to repeat after me. And you put your name in the blank. And you are to be silent to the person speaking. Meaning, you don't have to blurt out all your concerns. But you fill in the blank. And here it is. I want you to repeat in your heart. God, this thing is too big for me. But ain't nothing too big for you. Here is my circumstance. And specifically put it in the blank in your own heart. God, there is nothing too hard for you. And I believe that you will deliver me. I believe that you will keep me. And I believe that you will carry me through. Not some of this, 
but all of it because it's bigger than me. And the people of God said, Amen.